When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? I made it clear that my intention was to play and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Rodgers going for it all, looking to bring it open. He's got it! Lazard! Gonna go! Touchdown! Rodgers snaps it quick, scrambles to his right, pumps and runs, and Rodgers is inside the pylon! Allen has time. Intercepted! Sauce Gardner's got it! Breaking away, Garrett Wilson! Wilson, a big play downfield! Allen, tripped up! He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinton Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen, thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter, at PlayLikeAJet1. And we are going to talk about the Jets' 2023 draft class and some general draft observations as well. With our friend who is a return guest, one of my favorite people to talk to about football, pick his brain, is somebody who, of course, helped build two Super Bowl winners in the Giants front office with Jerry Reese. These days, he is the executive vice president of football ops for the XFL and also an analyst at the NFL Network, Mr. Mark Ross. Mark, welcome back to the show, sir. Hey, always a pleasure, my man. You know that. So, Mark, let's get right into it. We'll talk about what the Jets did in the first round. Everybody's talking about how that pick swap from 15 to 13 might have cost them the player that they wanted in Broderick Jones. Now, I'm not entirely convinced that that's who the Jets wanted. And me personally, I wasn't all that high on Broderick Jones. The Jets end up getting Will McDonald at number 15 after the Steelers trade in front of them at 14 with the Patriots to grab Broderick Jones. What did you think of this pick here with Will McDonald? And also, as far as Broderick Jones, where do you stand on that? Do you think that that's probably who the Jets wanted? Because you know how these guys talk. There's chatter around the league, so if the Steelers traded up, they probably had some sort of belief that the Jets were going to take Broderick Jones there. Do you think that's what was going to happen, and what do you think of Broderick Jones as a prospect? Yeah, so, of course, there was all that information, and our insiders on the NFL Network were actually talking about it, too, and now there's information that Belichick did it just despite the Jets. So 
it definitely is a lot of chatter about that and a lot of inside information. And our guys on the network are pretty good with the information they get. So I, I would be left to believe that that was the case. And then after the fact, of course, the Jets, you know, every team has to spend whoever they took as this is the guy we wanted. And of course, those other scenarios were not in the realm of possibility. So you'll hear every team say that their pick was perfect and all the other options were not on the table. But from all the gathering and the information from the insiders on the network, that's kind of what happened. I definitely was surprised at the the Jets pick of Will McDonald, just the player himself, but also just the position and the side of the ball was very surprising. thought they would 100% go offense, especially since you move heaven and earth to get Aaron Rodgers there. So, you know, those who don't learn from history are bound to repeat it. You know, everything that he went through with Green Bay and not them not taking first-round receivers and him complaining and whatnot, I thought that they definitely would try to uh, please him and, and get an offensive, get as much offensive talent as possible at any position. So that definitely was a surprise. Uh, Will McDonald, I think, is more of a developmental sort of pass rusher. And so, uh, yeah, a lot, lot of intrigue, a lot of interest, uh, and a lot of uh, surprises just how that all unfolded. And just in, in preference to Project Jones, I think, you know, he's not a step-in right away sort of tackle. He's going to need some time to develop. Does have some talent, but this whole draft class as a whole, as far as the offensive line, a lot of developmental sort of players and not certain, hey, step in day one Pro Bowl types. Mark, where do you sit on the issue of need versus caliber of player? Because it seems like there are some people that are way on the ends of the spectrum of this. I tend to be somewhere in the middle where even though the Jets didn't necessarily have the biggest need at pass rusher, A, you can never have enough good pass rushers. I believe the Giants showed us that with the way that you guys beat Tom Brady and the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl with all those really good pass rushers. But also, I think that when you're talking about the overall caliber of a player, it would be a bit of a mistake to reach for somebody at a position you need more who you think is not as good of a player as the guy at the position that you don't need as much. Do you think that that's an accurate way of summing up the best way to go about a draft? Yeah, well, this is the way I've asked this question the most about scouting. We talk about it on air all the time. and Many, many, many interviews throughout the draft process have to answer this question and Look, teams will say they drafted the best player on their board, and that's just not true. If that, if that was the case, you just put an intern in the room when you stack your boards. For people who don't know, you stack your boards by best to worst value. You also have a board by position, by value, so you can see everybody together. And if teams just pick their best player, they would just put an intern in there and say, hey, pull this next card off, and, and we'll just draft like that. You talk about what you need throughout the draft process every time you have a draft meeting. Everybody talks about it. That's why everybody's in there together, the coaches and the scouts, because you talk about what you need and what you can do, how you can make your team better. That being said, you, the best marriage of need and value is when you have what you kind of have of clusters of value where guys with the same sort of grade together on your draft board or by value. And then you sort of say, let's go more towards what we the perceived need is. It's when you jump the value when you just take someone that's way out of whack because you needed a player, that's when, when teams get in trouble. When you think you need somebody and you pass over players you have on your board that are much, much higher value. How the Jets board was, we, we don't know. Only they know. Of course, they'll say they had Will McDonald up there. That's why they took him with that value. Uh, so that's kind of what the best way to draft is, is when you marry 
the need with the value at the right time. I think that might be what happened for the Jets at number 43 when they grabbed Joe Tipman, the center out of Wisconsin. Seemed to be a player that would be high on anybody's board, and clearly the Jets have a need on the offensive line, so maybe that's where that marriage came into play of need and value. Yeah, for sure, and, and that's uh, I, I thought Tipman was the best center on the board. I thought I think the Jets need needed tackles more, but um, you know a center just he's just a rugged tough guy, smart, uh, productive. So yeah, he'll, he'll be a solid center for the Jets and for a while, a type of guy that sort of can step in right away and, and start. And I think you're right. The Jets did need a tackle more than a center at this point after bringing back Connor McGovern. But Mark, one thing that struck me is that once you got past a certain level of tackle, there really wasn't much that you would want to draft in the second round in terms of that position. And so you grabbed Tipman and hope to get a tackle later on, which is what the Jets did. At pick number 120, after trading down a little bit, they grabbed Carter Warren, the offensive tackle, out of Pittsburgh. I thought for that slot, it was a pretty good pick. Warren looks like he could potentially contribute right away as a swing tackle, maybe a year or two away from starting. But he does give you a player that has capability there. And I think if he hadn't gotten hurt earlier in the season, he might have gone a little bit higher. What would you think of the pick? Yeah, it was, it was a decent pick there. Yeah, he's a, as you mentioned, sort of the talent to be a developmental swing tackle. <clears throat> so, you know, it was good there. But when I just look at the Jets as a whole, you know, this is not a two- or three-year project when I looked mm. at the Jets. This is a win this year. And we can talk about Will McDonald being developmental and Carter Warren being developmental, but when I look at the Jets and if their goal is to win the Super Bowl, it's this year because of Aaron Rodgers and the uncertainty of how, number one, how long he'll play. And if the Aaron Rodgers we saw last year is what we're going to see going forward. So, uh, you know, when I look at their moves, it I thought, it should have been more of a we need to do everything now to make sure that we are the best that we can be this year, not next year, not two years from now, but this year to try to win. So would you have picked some players that maybe were a little bit more pro ready, maybe weren't quite as high on your board, but were more able to step in right away as opposed to guys that you thought might be better players a year or two from now? Yeah, for sure. It's again, it's, you know, if you've got a young quarterback and you're building and growing, then it's the, you kind of sh- shade more towards, hey, let's take the guy with more talent that we think can be a better player in the long run. But as opposed to, okay, who's going to be, who's more pro ready and who can help us this year to get where we're, we're need to go. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. The last four picks the Jets had, it was sort of an interesting push and pull of those concepts because you had Israel Abanacanda, the running back from Pittsburgh, at number 143, everybody remembers that huge game he had against Virginia Tech. Ran for over 300 yards. He's a player that the Jets could probably use right away because we don't know exactly what's going on with Brees Hall. Even if he comes back for week one, he might be on a strict pitch count. Zaire Barnes, a linebacker to Western Michigan. Athletic kid, can play some linebacker and safety. Even played a little bit of offense in high school his senior year. Jarek Bernard Converse, the cornerback out of LSU, who also spent two years at safety. Played a little bit of safety for LSU after he transferred too. So that's a guy that might be able to help a little bit more right away where the Jets have a big need at safety. And then in the seventh round, Mark, this to me was the pick that a lot of people are really hanging their hat on here with the Jets just because of his incredible athleticism. Zach Kuntz, the tight end out of Old Dominion, a transfer from Penn State, six foot seven, 255 pounds. And according to the relative athletic score, the most athletic tight end prospect to enter the draft since 1987. He dropped because he's a little bit raw and he was coming off an injury, but a very interesting pick because if they can develop him into something, maybe not year one, and this is probably one of the problems in this situation, Mark, but year two, year three, he could maybe turn into something at that tight end position that Aaron Rodgers or whoever's after Aaron Rodgers can utilize. So it seemed to me like the two picks that everybody was most excited about in these four was Izzy Abanacanda from Pittsburgh and Zach Kuntz, the tight end from Old Dominion. Do you agree with that? And what do you think of those four picks overall? Yeah, that, those are that's sort of a good assessment, a good breakdown. And you mentioned the running back. And yeah, for sure, I think he has a chance to just sort of play right away because of the need. You don't know what Brees Hall, you know, coming off ACLs, it's, those are tough. And some backs take year two before they actually look like their old selves with ACLs. You know, they, they're out on the field and they're healthy, but just that explosiveness from kind of what we've seen out of running backs. So yeah, he, that's the situation. You know, Michael Carter has been a little bit of a disappointment. So yeah, he, he might be able to be, jump in there right away if, if Brees doesn't look like Brees and, and really uh, play for them. Uh, again, you mentioned Koontz, and once again, the word you, you keep using with him is developmental in year two or three and down the line. And 
when I look at the Jets, it's just not that's that's uh, that's great in a normal situation and how you're really trying to run a team. But I think they're just in such a unique situation with Aaron Rodgers and the the win now mode. That excellent story, possibly develop, but is it really helping them win the AFC East or the, the AFC? Mark, I know you didn't really like this draft class as a whole. You talked about it being pretty weak overall, especially at the positions other than cornerback, which I know that you really liked, and tight end, which is another one that you really liked. What did you think, though, overall of the Jets draft class here, considering the weak nature of it overall? I know you didn't love the philosophy of getting guys that seemed to be more long-term plays than short-term plays, but did you at least like the players that they got? You know, it, it's I like Tittman. Tittman, I think, is the best pick of all of them, uh, just because you, you know, I thought he was the best center in the draft and chance to start right away. Uh, you know, kind of if you flip Tittman and McDonald, of course, you're not taking Tittman at 15, but McDonald's more of a developmental sort of guy. Uh, you know, Warren developmental again. The, the running back has a chance. So overall, I, I, you know, it's it's solid. It's solid. Um, you know, when I look at kind of what some of the other people want to hear this, but uh, you know, I thought the Bills with their with their picks did did really well, and mm-hmm. Miami I thought did really well for the limited amount of picks and what they've got in the speed that they they added up there and. Um, so I thought it was solid, um, it, but decent players. But again, once again, it was more the just the what, where are we trying to go this year with these picks was what I was a little bit more. Uh, let's go all in on this thing. Mark, where are you at with the Jets roster right now overall? As you said, they're pushing their chips into the center of the table and trying to go all in with Aaron Rodgers. Do you think that based on what they've got right now, they have a legitimate chance to contend. Do you think they've done enough in free agency and in the draft to help make that happen? Well, contend for AFC East, contend for the AFC, or just what, what does contend mean? That's that's always the question. We'll be good. Okay, what does good mean? What's your goal? Is it Super Bowl? Is it to be a playoff spot or a wild card to win the East? That's sort of the question I always ask for people. So with that in mind, competing for a playoff spot, competing for the division, competing for the AFC, competing for a Super Bowl, where do you think they're at? What level? I think they're in the competing for a wild card spot. I, I, I think that the Bills and the Dolphins, uh, I'll bet, let's just say everybody's healthy. You know, the two are question there, but let's just say everybody's healthy and playing. I, I see those two teams as a step above the Jets and uh, but really, it's you know it, it's so deep in the AFC. I mean, it, just as far as the Chiefs aren't going anywhere, just at the top there, Cincinnati, the Ravens coming back now with Lamar, uh, Bill. I just think those those are a class above everybody in the AFC. And then you've got that group of teams that the Jets fall in to sort of compete for a wild card spot. Um, you know, I don't as we've talked about, and you know, I just just in my evaluation of the, when I see older quarterbacks and they sort of hit the wall, they don't come back. You know, and it's uh, when I saw of Aaron last year and everything had to be perfect for him. He, he he doesn't like the pressure anymore. And so I see a lot with older quarterbacks when that gets in their face. Uh, and then the playmaking, you know, what separated Aaron Rodgers was his unbelievable ability to just make something out of nothing. And when you get older, you just can't do that. anymore. And so when I look at that, OK, now you're putting Aaron Rodgers up against the other big time quarterbacks in the AFC. And then you say, okay, where does he fall in that tier? 
Then you look at the rest of the roster. You know, obviously love Garrett Wilson, and I think he'll be a star. Uh, but it's Alan Lazard, it's Hardman, and now you bring Randall Cobb, and is he taking someone's position? Uh, the O-line, as we talked about, the question marks at the tackle spot, and the running back, is Brees going to be Brees? So there's a lot of question marks when I look at the Jets and their offense, and especially comparing them to the rest of the AFC. Mark, in that vein, I wonder if there are any moves that you think the Jets could make to help elevate that offense. The one that I see, I know DeAndre Hopkins is a little bit older, but we're talking about trying to win now. And last year, after he came back from the suspension, Hopkins was dominant, even in games when he had Colt McCoy throwing him the ball. You take DeAndre Hopkins, put him in that Jets wide receiver room, say they get rid of Corey Davis, and you've got Garrett Wilson, DeAndre Hopkins, Alan Lazard, McCall Hardman, and Randall Cobb. To me, there's a huge difference between that and what they've got now. And at least according to Albert Breer, who's one of the better reporters that covers the NFL, it looks like the Cardinals might be willing to settle for late-round picks the way the Cowboys only had to give up late-round picks to get Brandon Cooks. What do you think? If you were the Jets, would you pursue something like that? Or is there another move that's out there that you might try to do? Uh, Go get them. Uh, Go get them. As I keep saying over and over, they need to win now. They need as many pieces as they can right now to try to compete and win. This is a one-year situation for the Jets when I look at it and go get D-Hop, without a doubt. It'll give them a – and there's been back and forth on that where he said he didn't want to go anywhere and there's reports that he wants to get traded. and So who knows where the, the truth lies and all of that. But, yeah, if, if they did get him, it would sort of recreate the magic of Aaron to Devontae Adams, that same situation where we don't have to call plays – we don't have to run schemes. Hey, you're over there. I know where you are. Get open. We'll, we'll make big plays together. So that makes 100% sense to me and something that if I was Joe Douglas and say, we need to make this happen. You'd have two bona fide number one wide receivers with Garrett Wilson and DeAndre Hopkins. To me, that would put you right in league with some of the heaviest hitters on offense in the entire league, right? Without a doubt. Yes. And again, keep. You need as much as possible, and you got one of the best receivers in the league, established receivers in the league, and one of the best emerging young receivers in the league. Make it happen. Mark, really quickly, because I know you have to run, I just want to ask you about general draft observations. Which teams do you think did the best? Which teams do you think did the worst? And were there any players that stood out to you as being ridiculous reaches or great bargain value for where they were selected? Yeah, well, I think the Eagles really did an outstanding job. Once again, Howie Rosen in the way he just manipulated the board, but just got just unbelievable value for where they got guys uh, with, with Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, even Keely Ringo, Sidney Brown that they took was one of my favorite players in the draft. So I thought Seattle was real strong. Um, you know, just Carolina, just, with, just getting the first pick and taking Bryce Young I thought was – you know, the right thing to do. And I think he'll be a star. So that makes them instantly better. So, um, you know, of course, you know, you're in the draft and there's always those, those wow sort of, of, of moments, of course. And um, the Anthony Richardson thing was, well, even CJ Stroud too, because all our insiders were going to say that they're going to bypass the, they're going to bypass the quarterback, bypass the quarterback. So when they did that and then traded up and gave up all of that capital for, for Will Anderson, you know, that was sort of a, a really big shocker uh, to me to give up so much for a, a guy like that. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, overall, the Lions, of course, in their first round and, and taking the running back so high and then the middle linebacker, that was definitely a shock. And then 
uh, sort of the right, right of the ship in the second and third round by taking some real quality value there. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun draft. It definitely was a fun draft, despite not having many high-end talent sort of players. It definitely was fun just because of the, the trade-ups and the surprises and uh, always those wow moments. Mark, really quickly before you go, since you brought it up, I want to ask you, as somebody who's been in front offices, about the C.J. Stroud-Will Anderson situation. The way I looked at it is the Texans took Stroud at two instead of three because they probably felt like if Stroud was still sitting there on the board at three, that pick's a little more valuable. With him off the board, it would probably cost them a little bit less to go up to number three and get Will Anderson. There's a chess versus checkers aspect of this, and I thought you would be uniquely suited to talk about that. Being somebody who's been in these front offices, what do you think about that? Do you think that's a possibility that that's why the Texans did it the way that they did it? Well, right after the draft, a couple of people floated that out and saying that they didn't trade up for Will Anderson. They traded up for C.J. Stroud. And no, they traded up for Will Anderson. They took C.J. Stroud and it, they, they traded up for Will Anderson. And, um, you know, you take the player that you think is going to get your organization to where it needs to go. And that was C.J. Stroud. Look, Will Anderson, we, we look at the best defensive ends in the league right now. They're not winning Super Bowls for people. You, they could be pro bowlers, perennial pro bowlers. But quarterbacks is what drives this league. Quarterbacks is how you win Super Bowls. Uh, so for the value that they gave up for Will, I thought was too much. And they could have – next year that pick might be a top five pick. It might be the second pick. It might be the first pick. It's <laughs> So – no matter how you spend that, it's they took CJ and then they traded up for Will. And the, the, you know, talking around that manipulation is not changing the fact that that happened. So we'll see how it turns out. But I think in the long run, uh, they might regret that. Mark Ross, who is the right-hand man for Jerry Reese in the Giants front office when they built two Super Bowl winners, also currently the EVP of Football Ops for the XFL and an analyst at the NFL Network. Thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Make sure to check out everything Mark's doing on NFL Network and follow him on Twitter at Mark Ross. That's Mark with a C. Check out everything we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from down under. Luke Grant has got some awesome All-22 breakdowns up right now, breaking down a lot of the Jets' draft picks. Some of his assessments of the draft picks based on the film are different than what you heard from Mark. Who's right? Who's wrong? Go ahead and check out our All-22. Decide for yourself. By the way, obviously, we won't know for sure what these guys are going to be for a couple of years. They've got to go on the field and prove it. But if you want to see what the tape shows and why the Jets were so excited about a variety of these different players, make sure you watch our videos and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash play like a jet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you can go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.